Good evening. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Hope that we're all well. Welcome to episode 35 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. Episode 35. How did we get here? So let me just send some invites. Let's join people in the conversation. If you're listening back on the podcast, thank you very much for taking the time. Hope that you've uh, will be inspired to subscribe and share this by the time that you have listened Um, and if you are catching up on replay please do drop a hashtag replay Um, and let me just say thank you so much for for joining Um, just sending a couple of invites now getting as many people involved in our conversation on Sunday night as possible we are always better than yesterday community unite come show me some love let me know you are here and I shall get to you one moment. There we go. Invite sent out. There we go. My guest is on waiting already. Boom, boom, boom. Good to see you, Hayley. How are we doing? So if this is the first time you've watched an Always Better Than Yesterday interview session, in 30 seconds, what they're all about is understanding the mindset of successful and inspiring people. I genuinely believe it's mindset that's... that's um, that separates the uh, the great from the good. I believe that it's how that people think inform the way that people act, which will ultimately inform the results that people get. So that's uh, that's why I do these. It's to it's to help learn for me personally, because God knows we all have tough times. Um, I am no different from you all. Um, and being a mindset and leadership coach, I love to learn more about how or what works for other people. Uh, and rather keep that to myself. I um, I thought I'd use the power of social media for a positive uh, reason and be able to give back and to share my learning with you all. So here we go. This is episode 35. Please do share the stream with your friends if you wish. Christine, it's good to see you. Natalie's back from last week. Happy days. Great to see you guys. Um, So here we go. Let me bring my guest on now. This is all. If you've ever watched before, drum roll, please. What happened there? Try again. Jess is on. Good to see you, Jess. Here he is. Got it. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you doing today? Very, very well. Thank you very much. All the better for seeing you. Awesome. Same here, man. This is exciting. I'm I'm really excited for this. So I can hear you loud and clear. You hear me loud and clear? Yep, I gotcha. Amazing. Can you do me the honor, my good friend, of introducing your good self and telling a little bit about your story? Yeah. Uh, my name is Shay McMaster. Uh, I live in a small town called Hastings, Nebraska. So right in the middle of the United States. So it is 2 p.m. here, uh, 8 p.m. there, right? All right. Yep. Uh, so what I currently do is I run a strength and conditioning facility called Enlightened Athlete, uh, where we do personal training, small group training, nutrition coaching, and then we also incorporate some mindset stuff. So yoga, breath work, uh, and eventually I want to do some meditation classes, courses, bring in some teachers, and then we do uh, grappling as well. So a little bit of everything. Uh, it's been a pretty long journey to get here, but mm-hmm. a fun one and uh, excited every day to do it. Love that. Love that. Would it be safe to say that you love what you do? Absolutely. 100%. I can fully say that for the first time in my life. Amazing. Talk me through that process because so many people think it's, um, you know, unachievable or it's just a fantasy and and, and here you are, you're you're loving what you do. And tell us a little bit about your journey and and there must have been some hard times. There must have been things you had to overcome. I'd just love to know a little bit more about 
you know, your journey really and how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a long, long journey. It, uh, there was a lot of hardships. So it all started uh, my like my personal growth and development. Like I kind of got on a kick with that, and still am. Mm-hmm. Um, it started when I lost my mother when I was 15 to suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of sent me down a dark road, and then had to climb back out of that dark road. Uh, the solace that I found was in the weight room. Um, it just made me feel better after I worked out. I felt better. Mm-hmm. Now science is kind of catching up to why that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say it's as effective as antidepressants, uh, mm-hmm. the medications that are prescribed. It can be as effective wow. with the mood-boosting effects. Um, so that's what I used. And then I slowly started to listen to podcasts like the Joe Rogan podcast, Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss, Lewis Howes. Uh, started to read you know, Tony Robbins' books and listen to his tapes. Mm-hmm. And uh, struggled with some stuff personally, like negative self-talk. Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that I had to struggle with. It's just I didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to these guys, and I would see people doing what I wanted to do. And I'm like, yeah. that would be so cool. But there's no way. There's no way I can do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kept working. I'd get internships. I'd ask people. I'd meet new people. I'd keep working. And then eventually, all the steps lined up to we moved back to the town where I went to college, mm-hmm. my wife and I, because we were ready to start a family. And the opportunity presented itself kind of in the way of, well, I have to either get fired or quit my other job, basically, because I can't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, we're going to dive right in, and we're going to start this thing. So it all, everything kind of lined up along the way, all the hardships to starting a business and, and running a gym and helping people that way. Wow. That's amazing. If we go back, if you don't mind, to those, those tougher times, what, was there anything within those books, anything within those podcasts that, that turned things around for you? Is there anything that you've taken into your own toolkit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of it. Um, one tool that I use regularly is, is meditation. That's yeah. just something that helps me be a little bit less emotionally reactive. Um, mm-hmm. I would let external circumstances kind of dictate my mood from time to time. And mm-hmm. if something bad would happen, it would be like, oh, it's all yeah. gone to hell now. So it's, it's over. Uh, the other thing was that I've really embodied and I still identify with a lot is I would always want to get out of a bad situation right away mm-hmm. or find a way to make it less painful or something like that. But I've really embraced the thought process of seeking out adversity to mm-hmm. better yourself. Like that's when you learn mm. the most is when things get challenging yeah. and, and you fail, right? Failing. That's the biggest thing. Failing and integrating those lessons that you learned, keying in on your failures and where you kind of fell off mm. and being able to integrate those lessons. That's, that's kind of a common theme. Like I've uh, been listening to David Goggins' new book, um, the audio book, You Can't Hurt Me. And that is just a, obviously a consistent theme with his life is like seek mm. out the worst situation and see how mentally resilient you can become. Um, there's a quote from Napoleon Hill. It's something along the lines of... Uh, Growth and strength come only from continuous effort and struggle. Like yeah. you have to seek out hard things and get them done and overcome and learn from that. So that's probably been the biggest thing that I've learned. It's don't wish for easy, wish for hard and then and learn from that. Yeah, so. it's, re- it's really powerful. And I think, um, is there anything that, um, I think that takes kind of reflection, doesn't it, to be able to find those lessons. Is there anything that um, helped you reflect and, and take the lessons? Yeah, uh, my wife, my now wife, uh, mm-hmm. we've been together for about 12 years. Uh, I know we kind of talked about that when we did the live call a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
she is the kind of exact opposite of me. So mm -hmm. I like to fly off the handle. I think really big. My head's in the clouds all the time. And which is good, which is necessary. But sometimes mm -hmm. I get so far ahead of myself that she's like, hey, slow down. Mm -hmm. And what do you think happened there? Why did you react that way? Or, you know, could you have said this or this? Or maybe this is a better way? Because she's a licensed mental health practitioner. So okay. she's very client-centered in her mm -hmm. approach and solution-focused, which is very useful. It's taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's, that's probably been the biggest thing is having somebody else that is a little bit removed from the situation, yep. like a step back, being able to say, hey, I can see pretty clearly because I'm not emotionally attached to mm -hmm. it. So let's sit down and walk back through how maybe you could have handled that better or what we can do next time to improve. So I would say finding somebody else or hiring a coach or mm. finding a group like this uh, and seeking some feedback. That's the best thing. Yeah, love that. What does, um, what does talk me through the, the, the enlightened athlete? Tell me who or what is an enlightened athlete? Yeah, um, enlightened athlete, the name is kind of a dichotomy um, mm -hmm. in the fact that you wouldn't think of somebody who's a hard-charging like athlete or meathead as enlightened, right? Like mm -hmm. Buddha, like just mm -hmm. super mindfulness and conscious, which I think that's changing a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, somebody who is an enlightened athlete is somebody who is open-minded, willing to work hard, and wants to get better every day. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, willing to learn and integrate those lessons. So that's kind of what we stand for here. Amazing. What are some of the ways in which you, um, you help? So tell me some of the things that you've – kind of help, learned on your own journey and is that then being used to um, help others is that is that the way that you're going yeah absolutely I uh, I was a what I call a skinny fat little kid yep. allergic to everything I had no muscle on me I was not athletic in any way um, total nerd you know mm. I loved uh, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> actually was my favorite show this is a fun story I actually started working out um, in part because I was getting picked on a lot mm -hmm. in, you know, around third or fourth grade. And then watching Dragon Ball Z got me pumped. I was like, I'm seeing those guys training. I was such a nerd. And that's, I, uh, we had a treadmill in the house and I just started running. Like every mm -hmm. day I just started running, 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 running. And then I actually went to a track meet. It was like sixth, seventh grade, I think. And I started winning races and I was like, what? What mm -hmm. is happening? And then I learned to keep going right like I started to see some results because I not only did I love the act of working out like the intrinsic motivation is there I was just reading a post that you put up uh, I believe about your my son, son yeah. and daughter yeah, yeah my son. son and uh, I was like that is it man when you have that intrinsic motivation to keep mm -hmm. going um, it's, it's your why right mm -hmm. it's you can identify it as your why so I figured out to find the why is what's going to keep you going on the mm -hmm. hard days and that's mm -hmm. what I, I've learned, and that's what helps me keep going. I have an end goal in mind and why I'm doing something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. That is what I try to instill in people in here because we could just come in and work out. You know, people put their headphones in, come in, we do a group class, and then you leave and it's over. Or do you really want to figure out why you're here? Why mm -hmm. are you trying to better yourself? What made you overcome the doubts and the fears? Mm -hmm. What's going to keep you coming back? That's going to help what we do in here extend so far out beyond the four walls of the gym and just yeah. make them happier, f more fulfilled. And I think that that's going to help kind of radiate out, ripple out into, they're going to do something good for somebody else. And <laughs> I think that's how we change the world, one person at a time. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, my friend. That's why I've got a big smile on my face. <laughs> how would you, um, you know, someone that's sat there 
thinking that they want to have a bit of a change, they want to become an enlightened athlete? Where do they start? Uh, I always walk them through why. You know, what, mm. what made you reach out here? Yeah. Why did you want to do this? Mm. Is it for you? A lot of times I hear people say, I've given myself to my family. I've given all my time, all mm. my effort to my family. And I've realized that I've been putting myself on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can give better. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup, basically, yep. right? And I really try to have them word it in their way so I can find out what's important to them. And then keep reminding them of that. That's where you start. You figure out why you're doing it because these workouts are not easy, right? Mm-hmm. I have a, a funny saying going around the gym. It's motivated people only, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not motivated and you're not driven, this training is going to be hard and it's going to beat you down unless you recover, mm-hmm. right? Which we talk about in here. But if you're not intrinsically motivated, you're going to quit. Mm-hmm. So... I want to make sure people know that, that this is for you or this is for you and your family or this is for you to operate better in your business mentally, you know, Mm. more clear headed. Like, what is the most important thing to you? And remember that when that question pops up in your head during the workout, like, why am I doing this to myself again? (laughs) You can answer that right away. You can just put that question down. And I bring that up and that's the starting point. And then Mm. I can give you all the technical tools of, eat this, stretch this way, we're going to do this workout today, this is how you need to adjust this movement. But the overall picture is, is the why, you know, mm. um, having a really strong why. That's amazing. It's interesting, isn't it, the motivated people only, it's, it's almost like a call to action, it's, it's who you are, isn't it? And I guess that will, that will detract the wrong people that you don't necessarily want there, and it will hopefully attract the, the right people. That's real powerful, isn't it? Yeah, that's... I want to build a culture. You know, I want to have yeah. a, a positive, powerful culture here. And mm. uh, sometimes that takes cutting cancers out, you know, getting mm. people in the gym that aren't lined up with our values and our beliefs. Mm. To, and a lot of times they weed themselves out because uh, the training is hard. And I make it hard for a reason because if you're able to handle this artificial stress that you create in here, I think it makes you a little more mentally and physically resilient for anything mm. that happens mm. in your life. That's, that's why we train, right? To to help build ourselves up to be better in life, you know, not just be good in the gym. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, partly because how you and I have connected is with this sense of purpose and being sense of better. And you just know, you know, when you come into the always better than yesterday community, I guess, do you sense the culture? Do you feel like you belong because of the way that which we put out, this is who we are? Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. it. I love seeing everybody in there. People talk about their struggles and they talk mm. about how they overcome them. Mm. And it's not hype. People aren't hiding, right? People are active in there. People mm. are posting videos. People are saying, hey, this is what I did to get through this. And mm. sharing positive resources. I love, I'm like a, a positive resource junkie. Meditations and books and podcasts, everything yeah. I can find. I love to share that. And that's what you guys are doing. And you did that on purpose. I think that was, that doesn't happen by accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. It starts at the top. So the culture is dictated by the leadership, positive leadership. So I love that. Thanks, man. Haley asks a question. How will you, Shay, continue to grow? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I like to set really big goals for myself. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear is stagnation. Basically, mm-hmm. that's one of my biggest fears. No. Uh, if you are watching or listening and you can still see my face, just... Um, Drop me some um, likes or something like that. So no, I know that I'm not the one that's dropped off. 
um, and I shall try and get Shay back with us very, very quickly. Hopefully also that, yep, so people can still see me, fantastic. We will get him back. Oh, something's gone wrong. Try again. She's gone. There he is, hello. We're back, okay. Woo, I was like, what happened, no. So I'm not answering uh, any no. questions just yet. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> big yeah, goals. Uh, You're talking about big goals. Yep. Big lofty goals. Things that scare me. Um, I just, yeah, I'm really scared of stopping, of mm -hmm. not growing and evolving. Um, so set scary goals and then work backwards on try to, how to achieve those. Something like, you know, oh, I need to get to this many members in the gym this year. I need to make this much revenue or, you know, the business needs to do this. I need to bring on three team members. Like, that's just, that's scary stuff to me is mm -hmm. bringing on, building a team and then operating at like a high level as a business. Mm -hmm. That stuff, but that's what wakes me up in the morning too because um, it's fun, it's scary and it's hard and I like to overcome those challenges. Like uh, I go climb a mountain. I went to Colorado, which is pretty close to me, seven, mm -hmm. to eight hours away, but I had a tiny little Chevy Malibu, two wheel drive, very <laughs> dangerous up in the mountains, not a good car for the mountains. But I drove up by myself, camped by myself, uh, in like November, it was like negative 10. It was super mm -hmm. cold at night. Mm -hmm. and then I woke up and climbed the tallest 14er in Colorado by myself just because I'm like, I got to do something crazy, you know? So, Yeah. Um, Christine Saunders is from Colorado. She's uh, just messaged a minute ago saying that you probably dropped off because it's Nebraska. I think she's giving you some uh, beans. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, she's not wrong. You know, uh, we're ready to move out of here, I think. I've had enough winter in my life. We're ready to move somewhere warmer. So she's right, I think. Amazing. So what are some of the other things that you, um, you hope to bring um, to your, so you talked a little bit about grappling. Is there a certain discipline that you, you, you're doing? Uh, jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. uh, mostly jiu-jitsu. We practice a lot of jiu-jitsu in here. It's just me and a couple of buddies um, and some wrestling. So, mm -hmm. jo uh, Jocko Willink, I don't know if you know much about Jocko Willink. He talks, he talks a lot about, you know, if you want a personal development, then do jiu-jitsu and I just wondered from your perspective, it, now that you do it, what's that got to do with personal growth and personal development? Yeah, I think it is uh, one of the best forms ever because it's going to teach you a mm. lot about yourself. You are presented with the threat of physical danger immediately and uh, you get to see how you react in a crazy situation. When somebody else mm. knows a lot more than you, they can just hold you down and stop you from doing anything that you want to do and they can do whatever they want to you. Mm -hmm. And most of us are not willing to put ourselves in that position, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, we can do it in a training environment. So if it does happen in a real environment, you'll kind of know how to react. But yeah. the first couple of times you do it, somebody strangles you, your brain goes to some weird places. Like, <laughs> what is going on? What am I doing to myself? <laughs> and we're not really presented with the threat of physical violence anymore, which is good. I don't yeah. think that it should be necessary, but I think we should understand how to handle it. Mm -hmm. um, it is active meditation. It's human chess. You don't hear music going on around you when you're in a role. Mm -hmm. You don't hear other people really coaching unless you're trying to listen in. You're thinking of your next move. You're thinking of this. You're watching this. You're reacting to this person. And it mm -hmm. is an immediate response to what you decide to do, right? Your action has immediate consequences. Mm -hmm. And that is satisfying to me as somebody who's fairly impatient. Yeah. Um, okay, don't do that again, right? I learned that. And it's hard. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done because it's either fight for your life, you know, theoretically, mm 
yep. or get choked out. So mm. you're trying really hard and you're really pushing yourself. Um, and you just, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself when you're done. It's like after a hard workout, you know, where does your mind go? Like, am I going to quit and give up and let this guy choke me? Or am I going to fight through it and regather myself and calm mm. down and breathe? And then try to either, you know, sweep, roll out or set up another attack. Mm. Right? And you can stay calm in times of high stress, which again is what I like with the artificial stress of working out too. Yeah. Um, so That's really interesting. It's, it's so similar to, um, I, uh, just before Christmas, I interviewed a UFC fighter, um, John Gunther, and he said exactly the same thing. He said, when that cage is shut and you're fighting, it's, you, you know, mano a mano. He just said that it was just, it was just his church, you know, and, and, and then nothing says, because well, you know it, he was choked out live on telly, you know, on on ESPN, mm -hmm. and he just said that there is nothing l like learning directly from those experiences, you know, and very very powerful. So with um, with enlightened athlete, then you talked about the meathead and the the the, the dichotomy. Dich uh, Why do you think that it's um, necessary? Why do you think it's um, powerful and useful for us in a modern age to become enlightened? I think, you know, again, for me, stagnation is the worst thing. That's, yeah. that's, and we got to help people, right? We should all aim to help other people. If you can mm -hmm. do that, it's going to come back to you mm -hmm. tenfold most of the time. So uh, I think just going through life at a low hum, buzzing, not really reaching, not stretching yourself at all is not only doing you and your family a disservice, but it's doing other people a disservice because... Mm -hmm. I've heard it said a lot of different ways, but each of us are given a gift. We're somebody, you are really good at something, mm. right? And the only way to find out what that thing is, if you don't know what it is, is to try a bunch of stuff, mm. to keep learning. So enlightenment, I think, is not really ever an end point. I think it's a process. I think it's a journey of continually learning and growing and evolving. Mm. And if we don't do that, you have a gift that you're not giving the world and now we're all missing out on that. So that's why I am so adamant about personal growth and development. Love that. Where can people come and find you? Where can people follow you? What, what social media uh, stuff have you got? Yeah, uh, we have a, a website. It's just enlightenedathlete.com. We're Enlightened Athlete on Facebook and Enlightened Athlete on Instagram mm. and YouTube. We're putting out a couple of videos. We're going to start doing some more videos. I just got my first MacBook, so I can actually edit some videos finally. Um, and then a little bit on Twitter too, but mostly Instagram and Facebook. That's probably the best place to find us. Nice. Drop your, drop your social media handles in the comments and then people can reach out and by all means push our faces somehow, share the video, do connect with Shay. Um, what do you, so I'm pretty sure that you've already answered this question by, because I think our missions are so closely aligned, but you, my community is all about being always better than yesterday. And I just wonder what do those words mean to you? Yeah. I think that means facing fear, understanding, accepting fear, mm. but not letting it dictate your life, not letting it beat you. Yeah. So staring fear in the face and going through it, seeking out adversity and growing and evolving, you know, yeah. not hiding, not cowering back because something is scary. You got to go head on. That's the only way. And when you do that, it's, you find out it's not as scary as it seemed in your head. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the things you've overcome to, to get to where you are in terms of your business? Yeah, uh, the biggest one was self-doubt. I didn't believe in myself at yeah. all. Um, yeah. I had a lot of people when I was growing up kind of tell me, 
repeatedly, you're a failure, you're not going to achieve anything, mm -hmm. you know, you're a loser, you're going to be a loser forever, blah, blah, blah. And then I internalized those beliefs. Yeah. And uh, I actually went to therapy and got, it's called EMDR, so eye movement desensitization and repolarization, I think. EMDR. <laughs> gotcha. But what it, yeah, catchy. What it does is it, it links both hemispheres of your brain together. So you bring up this, phys, this emotional state where you're all worked up and you feel terrible and you're thinking the thoughts or seeing somebody's face who said those things to you. And then they link your eyes together. So it links the mm -hmm. hemispheres of the brain. And then you can process that emotional trauma on mm -hmm. the dot and it's gone. And I remember I was thinking wow. those thoughts and I felt like crying in the office that I was in and my heart rate was elevated. And then she did it. And it was gone. It was like I was just reading a newspaper that had no, relevant, no relevance to me. And I was like, mm -hmm. whoa, that worked. So overcoming that self-doubt and that fear of, fear of failure truly is mm -hmm. what it was. Just thinking like, I, I don't know if I can do this, you know? Yeah. And for the first three months of it, I had no idea if it was going to work or not. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is crazy. But I just kept charging forward because I had my why in place. You know, I want mm -hmm. to do, I want to help people and I want to make a good life for my family and my community. And, uh, that's kind of what kept me going through the hard times. Mm. I think a lot of people um, with the concept of why, um, some people either feel it or they don't, or they um, aren't able to articulate it. Where would you say you are on that? Um, do you, so you're living your why, but can you put it into words? Can you share it? Yeah. Um, so for me, going through the hardships that I went through, uh, that sucked. And mm -hmm. there were people out there, albeit on the internet, you know, through podcasts and, and books and stuff, mm -hmm. but there were people out there that were saying, hey, ease the suffering by getting better, right? Understanding and learning from it. And that's what I want to be able to do for other people. I want to help alleviate suffering. <laughs> I want to be, you know, I'm not saying I know the right way or I just know what I did. And I hope that what I do either whether it be workouts, nutrition, some of the motivational stuff that we post on the social media that handles that we have, I hope that that can be a light for somebody in the dark. Mm -hmm. And maybe if it brings one person out of that bad place or gets them through that bad day where they weren't ready to get up or we're going to quit work or quit life, you know, if that happens once in my life, that's, I want to be that for somebody. I want to be able to help somebody because people did that for me. <laughs> You, my friend, uh, we are aligned heavily. I, um, yeah, I felt that 100%, mate. And um, you will go on to do great things, continue to do great things. You already have done great things, and we're in the right place having this conversation right now. I feel blessed to be having a chat with you and sharing you with, with the audience. I know Christine Saunders, her why heavily links to, because you've been on the radio with her as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I was on uh, Expat Radio. Expat and, Radio. Uh, that was a fantastic experience i would love to do that again so yeah absolutely i know she'll heavily align with your your mission your why um and she actually asked a question she says what happens um, when self-doubt kicks in now yeah the the first thing i do is recognize it that's kind of the whole process i had to learn i mean it's easy to say it quickly mm. but going through and being very aware of your thoughts yep. is the first step so when the self-doubt kicks in i hear it i hear myself say it and then I say, is that true? I start to question mm -hmm. the legs out from under the table, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a false table. So if I question the legs out from under it, the table falls and it's over. So I catch it, I question it, 
And I say, is that really real? Or are you just saying that because you're scared and you're trying to find a way out, trying to let yourself out, easy way out. And uh, if I do that, eventually I will say, okay, that is not the truth. So Mm -hmm. don't believe it. It's time to go forward. Obviously, this is scary. So that's a good sign you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. Love that. What's to learn from? I um, I, um, help people. uh, so, so 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 the question you do, I like that. The bit I do as well alongside that is talk to yourself, not listen to yourself. So it's replace the negative self-talk with something a bit more positive and empowering. And have you got experience of, of that? Um, yeah, actually, I, uh, one of my buddies, Chad, um, he is all about affirmations. So just yep. using positive affirmations, putting them on the mirror. And I just will start saying those to myself. Like some of them are ridiculous, you know. Go on. Go on. Let's hear some. Uh, can we cuss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay the one i like to use that builds me up i just start saying you are the fucking man yes like, you are the fucking man Bow. like i just keep saying that boom <laughs> i keep saying that that gets me fired up and i'll put on some loud music and i'll jump around and like uh, oh you can't do this you're a loser no dude you are the fucking man that's what i keep saying so <laughs> you are the fucking man you're my hero <laughs> i love that that is that i need to uh, i'm going to create you an image with the, with the, with the saying "You are the fucking man," and you can wear that with pride, my friend. I'll put it on a shirt. That's what I want to do. Yeah, front and back, so everybody knows. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let them know. Absolutely, mate. This has been an honour and privilege. I've really, really enjoyed having you on. Um, can you please leave the listeners, the viewers, with a final thought from Shame Master? Hmm. Do scary things, help other people, and make shit happen. Mm, boom. Love that. Everybody, thank you for watching, listening. Please do push our faces. Share the button now with, even if it's just with one person you think this would make a massive difference to. Um, please do connect with Shay. Follow his content. Reach out in the messages if you want to either give him some love and, and appreciate him for this or ask him any more questions. Um, and Nahala says everybody needs a t-shirt with their positive affirmations absolutely I 100% agree with that that's funny because here's my we are always better than yesterday t-shirt that uh, my good friend Bill Mitchell gave me because he he is always better than yesterday and he wanted to show the world that he is always better than yesterday that is awesome I love that man amazing Thank you so much for joining, my friend. Have a great rest of your week. And to everyone else that's uh, taken the time out, let me say thank you and um, hope you'll join again next week. Much love, guys. See you soon. Thank you. See you, brother.